broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. Here we go. This is Lock and Load, and uh, on the phone, on the road, on the phone, is Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed, LLC, and he's on his way back from uh, a training, and how you doing, sir? Just fine, Mr. Bill. Uh, yeah, I'm actually on my way back from Tennessee. Uh, I was in Camden, Tennessee, using the uh, tactical response range facility. Right to do a, uh, a private training gig. And, of course, it was the first uh, training gig of any kind, official or unofficial, for me uh, in a little over a year. Right. Uh, it, went, it went extremely well, um, I might add. For me, especially because one thing that I kept myself but I used as a learning point. Right. Which you know, I kind of use myself as uh, a learning point, probably all too often. But <clears throat> due to my recent madness, uh, I have not fired uh, in over a year, and I specifically chose not to gear up and do any kind of gun work prior to this gig, right? In order to see just how much, if any, my actual ability deteriorated, you know, over the last year or so. And I'm pleased to um, find out that there was hardly any degradation in my overall performance um, at all. And... I was very pleased with that. The only downside to it was uh, timing. There, were, there was there were some elements of timing, uh, visual timing, uh, you know, visual and physical synchronization uh, in respect to timing aspects that were off. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can go in and expecting that to be off a little bit. Right. So you just tone it down a little bit. You know what I mean? You don't just go, you know, blazing guns, you know, first opportunity. But I kind of uh, smoothed into the gun work side of the gig, and I was very pleased with my overall performance. Uh, hardly, if any, degradation in my ability whatsoever. And of course, that's running, you know, an S day brig with a G forty five nine millimeter, right? Um, running night vision sights. I cannot say enough about the night vision sights. Love them. Night um, vision sights. So, uh, 
uh, oh. fission, like nuclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, F- yeah. F-I- Glow in the dark. F-I-O-N. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Gotcha. But um, some other aspects of uh, one of the biggest, um, there was an element of, um, well, I guess you, you could say I, I split this gig into thirds. There was a third uh, committed to weapons skills and ability. A third committed to instructional ability, which I primarily focused on communication skills. Because, frankly, you know, a lot of dudes don't think about it, but, you know, your failure to communicate with a student doesn't make that student stupid. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And people have a tendency to get frustrated real easy when they are not communicating and if they don't learn how to control that and approach uh, the same problem from a different direction, uh, it can be problematic in respect to whether or not that student is able to uh, comprehend and in turn apply what you're trying, what you're telling them. Right. Meaning you're not doing your job because your inability to communicate doesn't make the student stupid and getting that point across and getting people to understand the value of communication in the first place gives them a totally new perspective on how to go about communicating only those things that need to be communicated in a clear and concise manner to get a positive result. And then, of course, the uh, the third third or the remaining third of the gig was focused on elements of leadership. You know, because, uh, for example, if you're going to... Um, lead a cadre, for example. Say, if you're going to be the uh, primary instructor and have, you know, X number of assistant instructors that you are responsible for training and executing training on whatever scale, you've got to be wrapped tight and your, your cadre has to be wrapped tight. It becomes a much... Um, the standards must be established and maintained across the board. You know, you should be able to ask, any student should be able to ask any one of the dudes on the cadre the same question and in a sense get the same answer. Right. Now, it might not be in the same verbiage, but it's basically the same answer. You see what I mean? So I there's do. Do. a certain amount of standardization that has to happen. Uh, a tremendous amount of work has to go into the stand, standard operating procedures. You know, what is the job? How to break it down? What is uh, your mission essential 
you know, how do you break down your mission essential task list? Well, you do that from your mission statement. You see what I mean? Right. And these are all things a good leader already knows and understands because he's responsible for doing it and leading by example and setting the standard. So it went really well. I was very pleased with uh, how everything turned out. Now, we did get beat up by the weather a little bit, but, you know, it's no big deal. Was it rain or you know, heat? They say if it's uh, rain, a little bit of both, but it was primarily the rain, and it wasn't just rain. It was like you flipped a switch and the thunderstorm came on. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't, uh, here, here's a little bit of rain to deal with. It's like, <clears throat> here, deal with this thunderstorm in your face for the next 45 minutes and, uh, and then recover from that and, uh, stand by for another one. It was pretty weird. But, uh, you could tell it was, uh, wearing on nerves. And my biggest concern was lightning. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, I, you know. Because there, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing like standing uh, in an open field with a lightning rod, you know. Hang on right there. Contact. Hang, hang on right there with the lightning rod. We'll pick it up at the lightning rod. Talking to Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed LLC. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. back we're talking to super dave harrington and we were just talking about certain things that he has in place in his training and everything and in camden they were having a few thunderstorms and you were worried about a lightning strike and uh how did you see any lightning while in camden while you were trying to train oh yeah absolutely man that's why uh we bagged out uh because i was more concerned about uh getting struck by lightning than anything um when the thunderstorms roll in i mean they roll in and it happens quickly. So I did something new. Check this out. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to a, a friend of mine, Mike Freeman in Florida, uh, coming off the tail end of my latest unpleasantness, uh, in order to get me out of the house and start moving around. Mike is heavily involved in the skeet realm, uh, back home around Tampa and he invited me out skeet shooting. Well, of course, you know, I in turn, uh, took to that like a duck of water. I'm really enjoying my interaction with Mike and the whole introduction to the skeet thing. Right. So I bought a hand thrower in respect to doing some of the things I was going to do for, uh, this gig. Uh, bought a hand thrower, a couple of cases of targets, a couple of hundred rounds of eight shot and brought, uh, my Mossberg, uh, JM 940 Pro. 
you know, the Jerry Mikulik uh, yeah. competition shotgun. Yes, sir. Holds 10 rounds. And we had a little combat skeet work um, combat one afternoon yeah. up here. And, uh, well, you know, no bird survives. Gotcha. You know what I mean? You got 10 rounds to work with. So if you miss them on the first or second shot, you, you just follow them up until you kill it. But, you know, it's got to happen before it hits the ground. It's called combat ski. Okay. And uh, that shotgun handles extremely well. Fast follow-up shots um, it is definitely the tool for the job. But all in all, man, I feel really good. It took me a day or two to kind of shift gears uh, and realize that this just was more than an outing for me. Uh, it was my first opportunity to get back on my feet, get back on the range, evaluate where I'm at. I'm not exactly up to speed or where I would like to be yet, but that's okay. I'm a little further ahead than I thought I would be, uh, so I'm good with that. Now it's just a matter of um, put my nose to the grindstone get my discipline back in place and do what I need to do to uh, be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Indeed. Okay. What do you, What else you got? Well, I mean, I, I find that uh, I'm glad that you're – so do you, are you planning – now, as you come back, you, you've been up there. Camden's a pretty hot place, too. And you, yes, you, you've been was, out. You've been in, out in some hot, bad weather. So when you come back to Florida, will you be getting out there and uh, further testing and, and 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 looking at yourself and trying to to? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because actually, uh, coming up here to Tennessee was a little cooler for me. Oh okay. Um, it was only say mid nineties up here, and it was high. High nineties to low hundreds when I left Tampa, so it was just a little bit cooler for me to come up here. Right. Um, <clears throat> the heat up here didn't bother me at all. The only thing I was concerned about up here was lightning. Right. I've seen what that does to people, man. It's not pretty. No, I, I would imagine it isn't. I, I've seen I've seen pictures. I've never seen anybody up close. I've. When I was in the right. service, they they you know they took us out of out of training and would put us into some sort of a area that was supposed to be deemed safe. Correct. I don't believe there's such a thing, man. Well, no, not with I don't lightning. Think there's anything light, safe from lightning, lightning? Lightning bends, doesn't it? It'll it'll shape as it comes to you. If it wants you, you're done. Lightning. Um, there was a story, which was fact. I said it's a story, but it is a factual story. Uh, around Fort Bragg, when it was Fort Bragg, uh, there were some guys up in the Uwari Forest west of um, Fayetteville there, and a bad storm rolled in on them. A lot of lightning strikes. Uh, one dude crawled into a cave, and the lightning went into the cave and got him. Wow. Um, the other guy that chose not to go into the cave uh, did not get hurt. 
but I mean, you know, that's like a, I don't know, call it an urban legend or something. Right. But I mean, I'm thinking electricity's pretty fluid. It can do what it wants. Yeah, it'll bend. Yeah. It'll come for you. That's one thing I know I personally don't have anything to do with is electricity. If you can't turn it off or on, I don't mess with it. One time I was tuning the radio in my track, and I, I, I actually accidentally touched the ground while it was hot. <laughs> right. I uh, I had no control over anything, but it, it, it let go of me really quick. I mean, it just knocked me across the across the track really quick. I'm sure it looked quite funny. Of course, I was young, right. young and stupid, and I looked around, and my, my sergeant was just shaking his head like, I told you not to do that. Right. Well, if you ever find me electrocuted, man, call the cops because somebody did it to me. It won't be because I did it to myself. It won't be an accidental. No, it won't be accidental. I don't do that. You heard it here. So how's um, how are you working out on your kit, man? Where so, are you at on that? So on my kit, um, right, so um, the beauty of the Staccato line of pistols, if you have a holster that fits one of them, Right. Fits them all. Same okay. same geometry no matter how small or big the gun gets. So that Uh-oh. was that was that was that was sort of nice. Um if you like what I have done with the holsters that I own for the holes for the guns that are longer, which I, I, I don't keep the guns that are longer because they're just not really a practical gun to me. But for right. the guns that are longer, what we've done is we've squared off the ends of both the holsters that I have because I have both an inside the waistband and outside the waistband holster. It works with all of them. So, uh, of course, when I went to the range this past weekend, I couldn't find either one of those. So, coming up on the Uh-oh. next break, I will tell you what I have started doing, and, and I'll see what I get from you and see what you think about it. All right, dig it. Super Dave, you can find Super Dave on Facebook at Dave Harrington or Super Dave Harrington. You can find him on Instagram at sdave underscore Harrington. And he has a YouTube channel called Super Dave Harrington as well. He is getting back on the road. He's getting back in the gigs and all the other stuff very shortly. I would expect to see Combat Speed LLC come back into being. And then you can book a class with a guy that a lot of the instructors that you think are the superstars. They are the ones that want that like to train with Super Dave. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. I've seen just about every corner of this country three million miles in my career. I spend a lot of hours on the road, but I love being my own boss. The road can be a beautiful place, but you're out here on your own. There certainly are risks. I'm Charles. I'm a truck driver, a husband, and a father. And that's why I choose Federal. 
when it comes to online gun shops, Primary Arms is one of America's largest retailers of new firearms, parts, accessories, and gear. They stock over 600 popular brands, all with everyday low prices and fast shipping. If you ever have any questions about a product, their team of product experts will help you make the right purchase. So, don't settle for less. Visit PrimaryArms.com today and see why so many gun owners make it their first destination for all of their firearm needs. For over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision. Welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unit. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. What's in the name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. 
At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Welcome back. This is Lock and Low. Talking to Super Dave Harrington. We were just talking about him. Now we're going to talk about me for a minute. I went to the range this past weekend, Super Dave, to review two staccato pistols, the staccato CS, which is the very small concealed carry gun, and the staccato P, which is the larger service gun. Of course, the Staccato P shot better because it was bigger and heavier, but it, th- that was not what I was trying to do. What I, the thing that I was trying to do with the carry gun was I decided to carry it in a in the sticky holster, and I did a, a few draws from the sticky holster and put it to stick it on target. I was pleased with my results. Okay, very good. Now, here's one thing, though, that I was thinking about as I go with it. Um, I have been shooting so many striker-fired guns that it is a little bit of a conscious thing I'm having to do. I'm not doing it unconsciously yet, but knocking the safety off, right? that's a thing I have to consciously do. And I don't think I'm actually doing it in the right place of the draw. Because I'm not having, I don't have the safety off when I'm actually all the way fully extended. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Well, my immediate thoughts are to not discuss where the safety on a 1911 actually comes off in the action of a draw stroke. Right. Because it is certainly a skill-related issue. It depends. Excuse me, i got a frog in my throat. Oh, no. <clears throat> the um, thing about it is the more the 1911 has always been known as a professional's gun for a reason right it is very unforgiving and it has basically two working parts that will not forgive you and they are the safety and the trigger. Right. And people screw them up all the time. So I would really rather avoid speaking to when it comes off in a draw stroke because it's actually an issue with your ability level and how well you are capable of controlling not only the gun, but yourself while you're doing it. See what I mean? I do. And there's no way I can provide a visual demonstration over the radio 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass on that one, bro. Yeah. Well, let me give you the but other one. Let me give I you. I would say I will answer your question though. Okay. Um, if you were taking the safety, if you specifically, for you, if you were taking the safety off, and the pistol is at full presentation already. That's way late, dude. Well, that's what I was you thinking. Already taken the, you should already have removed the safety prior to full presentation. But it depends on your skill and your ability and how quick you are getting the weapon oriented on target. Because, see, as soon as you physically get the weapon oriented on the target, you're free to take it off safe and acquire the trigger. But I can't provide you a visual with how that works. Right. Well, and that's about all I'm going to say about it. I understand. Um, cool. one, uh, so in my dealings with Staccato, I, I do a few uh, interviews here and there with Todd Jarrett. Okay. Now, Todd is of the opinion that with a safety, if you're going to swipe a safety, his draw has gone from coming up and straight into his chest and then punching out to simply pulling the gun and then sweeping it up as he extends his arm. Okay. And the reason he does that, the way he explained it to me, was that halfway through the sweep, he is off safety and ready to go, although his finger's not in the trigger guard. It is only when he gets his hands, when his other hand catches up to the other one, because he's not meeting in the middle. He's catching up with the support hand. It's only when his other hand gets there does he stick his trigger trigger finger in there. When he does it that way, and I've watched video of him doing it, I mean, it's you hear the click halfway through of the safety, and then as soon as he's on extension, the, the round is going downrange. Yeah, I, I can see that in my mind's eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've watched him shoot quite a bit. I've Yeah. Plus, I mean, Todd Jarrett can do whatever he wants, man. He's like, you know, within the realm of common sense. I right. mean, he's like, I don't know how many times world champion. I think it's four or five times. You know, I don't know. He's got it figured out. Yeah. I think it's four or five times. I don't know what he shot when he was uh, coming up at the world championship. Although with with the uh, with the staccatos, he is certainly something to be reckoned with. About, probably on par with you with your Glock, I would think, at the very least. But um, the... Uh, with you, all right, with the with the Glock. Now, one of the beauties of a striker-fired gun is there is no safety to be concerned with. It's not even something that comes into your play, right? You're just drawing the gun and getting it on target, right? Correct. All right. So with you, what with your draw stroke, are you drawing up and coming to your chest and meeting halfway and then presenting with two hands? Or how how do you draw if you had to break it down? I really, you know, that's a good question dude um <laughs> i haven't filmed myself in quite a while yeah, no. yeah why, why um, talking about this i look you back up. in the day yeah um you know the reason i learned to draw in the manner in which i did was because of the gear on my body right you know body armor uh thigh rig blah 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 so, yeah, the, the kit and equipment that you're wearing 
is going to have a direct impact on how you physically interact with your uh, weapons. So, yeah, I still have a, a baseline in that basic L-shaped action. Right. Right? However, working out of what I consider, a, you know, working slick, like with a simple S-Dave rig, um, I can't, I, I don't really think or, uh, I don't think about it, man. All I'm, once I make the decision that I'm going to mount the gun, it's done. The right. gun's on target. I don't pay attention to how I get it there because, you know, I don't try to overthink it because my body position may be skewed. I don't know what my body position is going to be until I'm there. You understand what I mean? Right. So, so you can't, like, do a comparative study and say, well, my draw strike's always going to be the same. Well, it's not the same when your body position changes. You understand what I mean? But if you're looking for just for the sake of conversation straight up, you know, standing, facing a target at X distance, what are you looking for? An A-zone hit in X amount of time? Right. Well, hang on. Hang on, I'll tell you, because we're coming up on the last break. I'm actually watching you present as we're speaking about this. Uh, Super Dave, okay. you can find him. I'm looking at his YouTube channel right now. You should be looking at Super Dave's YouTube channel. If you want to see how, how, how to shoot... The simplicity and the speed. I mean, it's like looking at Musashi. I like that comparison. Miyamoto Musashi. Super Dave. Two kinds of the same guy. Check that out at Super Dave Harrington on YouTube. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. We're talking to Super Dave Harrington. He's coming back from uh, Tactical Response, and he's back in the saddle again. And uh, I'm watching video of him as we're speaking, and we're talking about the draw stroke because that's what I've been working on. That's what I've been working on. But uh, when I asked Super Dave about his draw stroke, yours is so unconscious and so muscle memory. You don't know, do you? Oh, no, I know. Okay. It's a deliberate, it's a deliberate action on my part. Right. But it is definitely hardwired. Once I'm committed, it, it's on. You know what I mean? I do. It's, uh, but that's not to say if circumstances required, I could abort the draw stroke either. Right. You know, so you got to keep that in mind. There's no such thing. The reason I point that out is I do not believe uh, that anybody should, like, think they should condition themselves 
to the extent they can go autopilot. Right. I don't. I don't believe in that autopilot mentality. It may be true about whatever conditioning yourself, you know, where your subconscious mind can manage things. Well, I can't control fact or not, but I don't like the uh, the implications of my subconscious mind taking over and controlling anything I do. Right. You know, you should be able to make conscious decisions from one second to the next and, you know, therefore recall every decision you make, you know, an action you take. Well, I mean, uh, you know, looking at you draw and everything else. Uh, one thing that strikes me about you and the Glock 45, and I never had looked at it that close, you have a, a pretty big hand, don't you? Yeah, my hand's pretty big, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a Glock 26 in your hand. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Now, does that aid you in control? You know, we are talking 9 millimeter after all. It can't be that much. Can't be that oh, much no, control, right? that big of a deal. Yeah. No. No, for real, if... Um, if you have trouble managing recoil of a nine millimeter, <laughs> uh, you need to spend more time at the range. Yeah, maybe or a little bit of time at the, at, the, at the gym. Right. Yeah, a little time at the gym, a little better instruction, and more time at the gym. Right. Or the range. Anyway. Now the next thing I'm going to be working on. Next thing I'm going to be working on. Somebody sent me a. Uh, AR-15 with a carbon fiber barrel. Okay, that's cool. I'm going to put a uh, 1 to 6 LPVO on it. Okay. And uh, let's see. That's about it. It's not going to get, I'm not going to make it too heavy. It's already got a flashlight on it. I may run it with backup sights on it. I may not. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at one of your guns where you've got, it looks like a Trish and a an aim point on a 90 degree mount and uh Right. You're not running and backup sites, yeah. No. Do you not need? Do we not it's need backup sites on the gun? I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, you know, the uh, the ACOG's proven itself. The aim point's proven itself. Um, and the other reason I don't have irons on that rifle, right, is that. Trigicon does not have a TD mount. Right. So, what's the point? I understand. I understand. I also see that you are running a flashlight on a gun. Is that a is a flashlight on a, on 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 the long gun? Is that a thing? Is that a needed, necessary thing? You think, in your opinion? Not necessarily in an urban environment. But, I mean, where you're going to be, you know, outdoors a lot. Right. But you never know, dude. Um, you know, you transition, even in an urban environment, you're going to find yourself transitioning indoors and outdoors quite a bit. And something that, you know, you need to consider is who controls the power grid. Right. You know what I mean? Indeed. Yeah. If it gets if it gets to that point, who controls power grid? 
So it's always good to have light, uh, source of light. What? I'm just watching you go up and down the range. I, I shouldn't be doing that while I'm doing radio show. I'm curious about the chest rig you're wearing in that. Is that, is that SOE or who made that? Man, I couldn't even tell you. I've had that chest rig forever. Right. I believe it's Mayflower. Mayflower. I mean, yeah, I, you've talked yeah, a lot about Mayflower. Mayflower rig. Yeah. Now, if you had to, now is that you want to be your uh, dismount the car, jump out, and let's go, let's go, Yogi Bear rig that you've got? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do. We'll have to do. Uh, we, we've talked about my uh, Antifa welcome wagon bag. I'll have to tell you what's okay. in. Well, you know, I got a few minutes. I could tell you what's in it now. So right now, as of this minute, I have a pair of gloves. I have a chest rig with four spare magazines, a a uh, kit, a, uh, a trauma kit, and it would carry uh, two pistol magazines on it if I wanted. I have a uh, AR-15 eight-inch barrel, uh, 300 blackout in the bag. Right. What else do I need to think about putting in there? Should I put hearing protection in head there? Headgear, dude. Headgear. Headgear. You need a piece of headgear. Like a hat or a helmet? No. Uh, preferably, if you can afford it, a ballistic helmet. Yeah. Uh, the lightest, the highest speed smallest, coolest-looking ballistic helmet you can afford. Right. Otherwise, if you can't afford a ballistic helmet, you should at least have uh, a ProTech or something uh, to keep you from just getting your brains bashed out right. with a skateboard. Right. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> Uh, yep. I mean, it's all fun and games until you take a shot to the gourd. Indeed. Indeed. Something to protect your head and yep. your eyes. And what about ears? Possibly a pair of goggles. Yeah. What, what about? Depends. What would you be? Uh, would you be uh, looking at hearing protection that maybe could also have some camo stuck in it? Why not? Okay. Uh, have. You could have some form of camo in the in the bag. Absolutely, I would absolutely have camo. But see now, dig this. I want to I want to capture something. Sure. Okay. I'm going to go metaphysical on you. Okay. Do you see how you're kind of asking me what to put in the bag? Like, if it's okay. To put oh, this in the bag. I'm not worried about it being okay. I'm just uh no, no 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 just go with me here, bro. Sure. All I'm saying is that's exactly my point. When you start talking about gear, that's one of the most difficult things that you can discuss with anybody is getting equipment. Because the individual has to decide whether it's going to work for them or not. You see what I'm saying? Now, people are going to ask for advice and look for advice, and that's perfectly fine. But what I'm trying to, you know, kind of use you, I ambushed you as an example. Right. Is instead of you asking me what to put in the bag, 
why don't you tell me what you already put in the bag and what you're going to put in the bag? That will have to be because, something that we do next week because we've just run out of time. Oh, man, dead gummit. <laughs> but you understood what I was saying, right? I did understand what you were saying. Yes, sir, I did. All right, cool. Because so, it's your gear. You're the one that's got to use it. Yeah, and it's in my head, my my body, everything else. Uh, Super Dave, you can yeah. find Super Dave at Dave Harrington on Facebook. You can find him also on Facebook at Super Dave Harrington. You can also find him on Instagram at sdave underscore Harrington and on YouTube, which he everybody should go subscribe to his YouTube channel right now, Super Dave Harrington on YouTube. And coming soon, coming shortly, because he's he's working his way back into uh back into the into the groove as it is with uh the shooting and the training. You can pretty soon combat speed LLC. The combatspeed.com will be back up. Thank you for joining me, sir. Thank you for the opportunity, Mr. Bell. Take care. Later. Hour number two is inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. (laughs) 